0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple
1: Podcasts and Podcast One. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal.
3: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, new every Thursday, Apple Podcasts, and of course, PodcastOne.com. As you can hear, uh, this week, the opening coming to you via the iPhone, so apologize if the quality isn't as it usually is, but that's because I'm in a hotel room in L.A. at the moment, recording this open once we get to the actual interview Uh, we will have much better audio quality for you. So just a couple quick things here at the top before we segue into that interview. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for of course, uh, subscribing and listening each and every week to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. It is greatly appreciated. I'm in L.A. at the time I'm doing this, where I spend so much time these days coming off of another L.A. invasion, a bunch of radio on my Sirius XM show. Of course, uh, the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk Podcast originate on my serious XM show, which is called Trunk Nation, and heard live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Channel 106, and replaying every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, and on demand on the SiriusXM app as well. Uh, great week last week in L.A., did a great interview with Billy Gibbons from The Rainbow for my latest L.A. Invasion. The ZZ Top documentary, which is about to come out, is really, really good. Be sure to check that out. Then I did some studio shows had Shavo from System of a Down on, I had songwriter Holly Knight on, Fred Corey from Cinderella, really, really good time, some great stuff from last week on the SiriusXM show. Here on the podcast, I bring you what I can, when I can, as far as interviews, but if uh, you don't have SiriusXM and you're in the US or Canada, you should consider getting on board. You're only getting a tiny taste of ...of what I do on a daily basis on that channel here on the podcast. I'll bring you what I can, like I said, in the future as I can. This week I'm bringing you an interview that, like all the interviews, originated on that show... ...about two or three weeks ago with Tracy Guns. Uh, Great conversation here about some stuff that you probably never really heard Tracy talk about. And we'll get to that in just a second, though. But before we do, I want to tell you about Pluto TV... Because Pluto is the leading free streaming television service. I have a beach house, like a weekend home, and I just have one of those uh, streaming TVs there. And Pluto is awesome for something like that. You can really watch Pluto anywhere. You can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand. It's all completely free. Pluto TV never even asks for a credit card. All you have to do is sign up and you can start watching. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal. That's important too, way to watch your favorite TV shows and movies totally free. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again. Download Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV totally free on all your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV. And, of course, smart TVs, PlayStations, anywhere else you stream. Be sure to check it out, everybody. It's a really very cool Pluto
0: TV. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Mother's Day. Mm, just picking out some gifts at Kohl's. There's a KitchenAid mixer calling my name. Your name? Doing some self-gifting, huh? No, that's for my mom. Baking's her love language. I uh, love that. The Fitbit that's for me. Getting it for the self-care and the Kohl's cash. That's a big deal. So's the 20% off and free store pickup. I can get it all in less than an hour. Talk about shopping goals. 20% offer valid April 28th through May 2nd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. All right. So the podcast
3: this week is an interview with Tracy Guns. And of course, LA Guns have a new album out right now. That is called The Devil You Know. It's their second since the reunion of Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis. There's obviously a lot of drama going around, as has been the case for a long time. There are once again now two versions of L.A. Guns, and Tracy not too happy about that, as you will also hear uh, during the course of this interview. But one of the really interesting things about the interview you are about to hear is that I don't think a lot of people realize that the Guns in Guns N' Roses is actually Tracy Guns, who had a early history with that band, as you're about to hear, with Izzy Stradlin and Axl Rose and a, a different version of that band very early on that he was very much a part of. And I, in all the years I've known Tracy, never really got deeply into that with him, And in this interview we did, and I think you're going to find it really, really fascinating, these early stories of his history and what turned into L.A. Guns, one band, and the other band, of course, Guns N' Roses. So enjoy this. We cover a lot of ground I'll be hosting a show with LA Guns September 13th at the IDL Ballroom in Tulsa. Hope to see you if you're in that area of the country. All of my appearances, as usual, are on the homepage of eddietrunk.com. And be sure to follow on Instagram and Twitter, at Trunk, And you'll get all your updates on Twitter up to the second news and info there. Also, quick reminder, don't forget about Trunk Fest. New episodes still airing on Access TV. That, of course, comes up as AXS on your channel grids. New episodes every Sunday night, 9.30 Eastern Time, 6.30 Pacific. Replays Wednesday night, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. Another new episode coming your way this Sunday, so be sure to watch, and I appreciate you doing so, or at least DVR and watch when you want. All right, we'll get to Tracy Guns on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast coming up next.
4: The Eddie Trunk Podcast.
3: Calling all true crime fans. The Court Junkie Podcast is now once a week on Podcast One. Imagine being wrongfully convicted for a crime you didn't commit or a killer is still on the loose even though there's enough evidence for an arrest. The Court Junkie Podcast shines a light on the injustices of the judicial system through deep dives into court documents and interviews with those who Closest to the case. Download new episodes of the Court Junkie Podcast every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
4: This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast.
3: Welcome back, everybody. It's Eddie Trunk, and this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Let's get to our feature interview this week. It is with Tracy Guns of LA Guns. And I failed to mention in the open, uh, joining Tracy in this interview, who you will hear from a bit, is guitarist Ace Von Johnson, who is the second guitarist in LA Guns. He's been in the band, uh not exactly sure how long, maybe a little under a year at this point. Best known as the guitarist in the band LA Guns. Uh, his status in that band is something we address with Ace and also his involvement and in how he got to be a part of LA Guns. So Ace Von Johnson, along with Tracy Guns, who is the, obviously the guy with the history in LA Guns, who will spend the uh, most of the interview talking to and also getting a ton of interesting history about his early years as a member of Guns N' Roses as well. So Ace Von Johnson, Tracy Guns of LA Guns, enjoy on the Eddie Trunk podcast, I'm getting a little uh, a little lesson from Tracy Guns here about all the places I need to eat. Yeah, and in, all in the say. area, I said, "Yeah, that's just where I need more places to eat." And Tracy just really bummed me out. He's like, "What do you think about? It? We only got probably 30 good years left. Maybe that might as well go for it."
5: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was like, "Why? <laughs> well, enjoy it."
3: But you know that that hits you like a ton of bricks because you're right. Yeah, I mean, I got like uh, I don't know what. I don't want to do the math. The math fucks yeah, me up. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you yeah. can't do the math.
5: Well, when I turned fifty, I started counting backwards. You know, like before you're fifty. Let me pull this mic in a little so we can hear you a little bit. You know, when you turn, you know, before you're fifty, you're just cruising along life. Then you wake up on your fiftieth birthday, and it's like, how many years do I have? Wait, before? how old are you? Fifty-three.
3: Damn. And this youngster over here, old Mr. Von Johnson.
2: Uh, uh 36 i think you suck what a, a day <laughs> you, you cut me in half hard. and count the rings at this point
3: point. <laughs> <laughs> oh 36 welcome to tracy guns and ace von johnson of la guns in the studio golf clap for everybody Howdy. good fantastic. to see you boys Howdy. Mm. uh you were just down on the road right just did a little run of dates yes, a little sir. break here right now
5: yeah Yeah, and I'm moving, so I don't
3: get a break. (laughs) Well, you told me you wake up like super early, yeah, yeah. and then you
5: are tired by now at not even noon (laughs) L.A. time. It's it's like you're already right back to bed. Yeah, fifty three. Yeah, what do you want? Well, these guys on the bus, you know, I I I stay on somehow. I stay on home hours on tour. I get up at seven, seven thirty in the morning. Really? Yeah, no matter where we are, it's just being fifty three. But like him and Johnny, you know, they'll creep out of the bunk around two in the afternoon. I was like, like wow, what's it like to just sleep? I used to do that, but you probably, probably but you probably go to bed. Do you go
3: to bed early? Not necessarily. No. So you don't. You're not one of those guys. You want your seven,
5: eight hours at least. I want it, but like now, my I just I sleep. Five and a half to six and a half hours, period. That's it. It doesn't matter if, if I'd have nothing to do and I go to bed at three in the morning, I'm gonna wake up at seven thirty to eight thirty in the morning. Oh see it's, not me. See, uh, I'm
3: uh, I'm super nocturnal, man. Yeah. So I'd probably be more like Ace and Johnny. Yeah. Oh, and- me
5: too. Like 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 norm. you know, bef- before I was with child, um, you know, I'd go to bed at four or five in the morning and sleep till noon or whatever. And, yeah, you know, and but you know, being on the Starting in preschool, you know, having to get up at you know six o'clock, six fifteen for you know all the way through elementary school. You know, my body is just... Like, when I go to England, I go to bed the same time L.A. time. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Well,
3: what's crazy was I, when I come here, which is once a month for a few days a month every month, the, the, coming to the West Coast, like, most people are out of whack yeah. from the you know, um, three hours early or whatever. For yeah. me, I, I snap right into it because oh, yeah. I don't go to bed at home before 2 normally. Right. So here, 11, 12 o'clock, not yeah. a big deal. So I adjust very quickly here. The right. problem is if I'm here a little bit, when I go back home where I'm normally going to bed at 2, now I'm going to bed at like 4 or 5 oh, yeah. because I have already gotten into this mode yeah. and it can really throw you off a little bit. But I don't – like I'm, I've am i always been like that. I've never – I try to never have anything really that I need to do before noon if I can help it. Oh, and yeah. that's when I say that, that's not coming from a point of laziness because yeah. I'm anything but. Yeah. I'll stay up as late as I have to, <laughs> to get the job done. I routinely don't turn my computer off till 10 at night. Oh, yeah. So I'll put in my time and I'll get all my work done. But I don't, I want to, when I do shut it down, I want to go to bed and not have to know about setting an alarm clock. That right. was always my goal. Like decades ago when yeah. I got into radio. The idea was well, like shift work. It's like, yeah, I can just go to bed and not have to. I wake up when I wake up and not the idea of setting a clock and being up at eight or something is just nuts to me. I
5: can't do it. No, no, that's it, horrifying. I mean, I, a lot of, you know, I've had a big family, um, you know, that just they worked religiously. You know, they were there. I come from a long line of plumbing shops and, you know. People's pipes break early in the morning, you know, so, you know, my granddad, my Your family was
3: in the plumbing business? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where?
5: Here, in Hollywood. Here in Uh, (laughs) L.A. Hollywood Plumbing. You're born and raised here? Yeah. Okay. So, you know. Did you work in that business before you started playing? Yeah, until I was 17, and then I was on uh, Hollywood and Sunset at the Los Burritos when I was 17, and uh, my cousin Willie, uh, I was like his apprentice, and uh, he's like, okay, you got to, you know, pull that, yank that toilet out. Cut that, you know, the, the the cast iron pipe and then we're gonna replace that pipe went down there i cut it and somebody flushed the toilet next door oh and that was the end of my plumbing career oh man uh, i am not chasing turds for a living mm-hmm. nope <laughs> but the good news is if you're
3: ever on the road and you got a busted pipe and la guns is in yeah, the neighborhood I, yeah i call a plumber you, <laughs> could, That's what I you do. could cut a deal with tracy if you're really in a jam <laughs> playing a club somewhere and there's a plumbing backup. everybody know tracy's gonna rip a great solo in a little while but he can fix that pipe yeah, for I you can, man i can
2: wow i didn't know
3: that i'm a very
5: hands-on person
3: <laughs> Ace, are you handy with anything?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> I can't change a light bulb. No, man. I'm pretty tech savvy with that kind of stuff. My, uh, Growing up, my, my father was really uh, into building dirt bikes and motorcycles and stuff. So oh, yeah? I yes. Grew up with like you know, an Allen wrench in my hand and a hammer in the other. But that was when I was a kid. I mean, not anymore. You know, if something breaks at the house or- Someone needs some IKEA furniture built. Yeah, I'm pretty Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> oh IKEA, forget
3: about Somehow, it. Somehow you, know, you do the... that too, Tracy? IKEA and all that with the oh, millions of screws and
5: the freaking d- diagrams. I, I turned it. I, you know, I for years I was the youngest guy in the band. You know, like six or seven years younger than anybody. And even with Phil now, I'm the like the band dad. Totally. Yeah, it's 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 really bizarre uncle guns <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's like, can you do can you can you can you like yeah and I, I always say yes i'm a, i'm a complete yes man and and but yeah I build it,
3: it amazes me the people that are handy like that cuz i'm so not like last night uh, on my L.A. show from the Rainbow George Lynch was there with Don and George came in and he was like you know he had sweats on and a tank top and he had a sleeve on his arm and I said what's, what, how, what's going on with you? And he's like I just got done cutting down trees and landscape. I'm like what? He yeah. goes oh I go. why do you do that? He goes I love it. I love yeah. it. He goes I go out and do all that stuff and Stone Temple Pilots guys were there and yeah. I think Robert was saying he's like oh I love I love doing building and R- R- Richie Cotson's like that. He yeah. re- built his own house. Like,
5: Well think about it you know a Electric guitar players, there are so many toys involved that get upgraded constantly, you know, throughout your life that you you kind of just become a mechanical person. You know what I mean? You're like trying to build a pedal board and a rig and putting amps together, wiring them together and changing the tubes to get hotter to, you know, there's so much involved in being an 80s, you know, shred tone, uh, uh, aficionado, you know, um, that, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why all those guys are into cutting down trees and building stuff. Yeah, I, 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 it's hot just, rods. I mean, I've, I've, I've built six cars since I was 22. Really? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you got to do something Yeah. Man. Wow. I don't know. I sleep. i think we just established
3: that i sleep when i can sleep and that's pretty much it well all right we got a lot to get into a lot of stuff to talk about with la guns we'll work some calls in as well for the guys of course the uh new album the devil you know is out there there's more tour dates coming up and a lot more i want and i might get a little la history with tracy because like you said he's born and raised here we're doing the show from la today i want to go back in time a little bit and uh go back to the good old days when we weren't Fifty-three and fifty-four years wow. old. Yeah, <laughs> let's go down memory lane a little bit. Before we do that, though, we've been talking about this never-ending drama of Woodstock Fifty and the Woodstock fiftieth anniversary concert. I thought concert. they canceled. It. They officially minutes ago have just reported it is now officially not happening. Okay. It was going to be moved to uh Maryland. Uh-huh. It was going to be they, they had a, it was going to be a free show. Then artists started dropping off. There was all this ridiculousness with it and nobody believed it was actually going to happen, but they didn't give up the fort apparently until just minutes ago where was, they
5: finally waved the white flag. Was it anybody involved with like the last Woodstock? Yeah, shows? Michael Lang. Oh,
3: really? The guy, to, yeah. He he was the one not giving it up. It's crazy. Oh, wow. So let's get a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more with Tracy and Ace, who are here from LA Guns. Tracy we got a whole Ace.
1: hour, so we got a lot to cover. Stick around. Football season is around the corner, and Podcast One Sportsnet has the best shows to help you build the best fantasy team in the league. You can do it! Break down all of the latest NFL news on Pro Football Focus Fantasy Football Podcast, then serve up some picks with Ross Tucker's Fantasy Feast.
3: Honestly, I think it's ridiculous in real life, let alone
1: ridiculous in fantasy football. Take a spin with the fantasy record or rise above with the Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour.
2: Just when you think this guy's going to come into a season fully healthy, it looks like he may not. Dominate
1: the competition and download new episodes of these shows and more every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
0: Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Mother's Day. Mm, just picking out some gifts at Kohl's. There's a KitchenAid mixer calling my name. Your name? Doing some self-gifting, huh? Nah, that's for my mom. Baking's her love language. Ah, uh, love that. The Fitbit? That's for me. Getting it for the self-care and the Kohl's cash. That's a big deal. So's the 20% off. And free store pickup. I can get it all in less than an hour. Talk about shopping goals. 20% offer valid April 28th through May 2nd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.
3: Let's get back to more of this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast with Tracy Guns and Ace Vaughn Johnson of L.A. Guns. So before we talk about some of the stuff going on now and shows coming up and all that, Trace, I want to ask you, so you said your family was in the plumbing business, Mm -hmm. born and raised here in L.A. Right. First guitar was what, 17? 17.
5: My first guitar? Yeah. Six.
3: At six. At
5: six. I started playing when I was six.
3: So when do you make the transition in away from the plumbing? What was the very first band?
5: Uh the very first band I was in turned into LA Guns. It was uh we were called Pirates in uh in let's see, junior high school.
3: Get up on the pull that mic on okay. so I can hear
5: you a little better. I want to. I don't want to miss anything. I'm a very comfortable person.
3: I, it's fine as long as the mic's <laughs> close to your mouth. So, um, so you put you put your first man together called Pyrus.
5: Yeah, I, I think Pyrus is the son of Achilles, but I could have made that up when I was. you know, I don't know. <laughs> Sound well. good.
3: Yeah. Um, How we spell in Pyrus, by the way? Oh, I
5: can't remember. It's like <laughs> there's, was there's an badass, H in it somewhere. Is there a, a badass logo? Oh yeah, you know. Devil tail and fire. <laughs> and, you know, it was metal, man. Was, was it cover or original? Original. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never been good at learning other people's stuff. You know, I have to, you know, I don't have a good ear that way. So, you know, I just had to write my own terrible music, and, and it worked. So you gigging I, around L.A. with that? Yeah. I mean, at first, you know, I was just playing... You know, parties, you know, that's what you did back then. You know, play in the garage and then someone's sister would be having like an eighth birthday party. And you guys play? And then we we would play covers. We play Stairway to Heaven, Stranglehold, you know, stuff like that. But but we had our own stuff and people would just look at us, you know, sideways like, what's that? We I didn't have a singer forever. You know, I didn't have a singer till high played school. played it all instrumentally? Yeah, everything was instrumental. <laughs> Same with Slash. Slash had this band called Titus Sloan. And, and he would play like Achilles last stand with no vocals, you know? And, and of course with like the six guys that were at the party, we'd all be like right in front. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was really cool, man. It was a good, it was a good time. And then what does that evolve into? Having to get a singer and, you know, ruining the fun. Right. (laughs) 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 Um,
3: yeah, I mean, is that where the Axl Rose thing comes in?
5: No, the first guy was Mike Jagos, who passed away a few years. He he was a, he was a really good singer. He was like a Klaus Mine kind of, you know. Uh, we were all into, into into you know European metal, um, and his brother sang in a band called Shire, and he was awesome too, you know. So um, Mike was the first singer for LA Guns, and uh, you know I always have problems with singers because I have a huge ego. Ask anybody. Um, <laughs> And then Axel came in when Mike got fired or dismissed somehow. And, and where do
3: you meet him? Because he's
5: coming from Indiana, right? Yeah, well, Izzy was living with me. Yeah, you know, I met Izzy. Izzy played bass in Shire. That was Mike Jagos' brother's band. So Izzy came from Indiana
3: to LA before Axel? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Way, way before. Oh, he did? Yeah. Like yeah, how
5: yeah. long? Oh, three years. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, you know, he was a scenester for sure. And, so and, you befriended him pretty quickly. Yeah, I saw him at this gig he was playing at the Roosevelt Hotel with Shire, and he stuck. You know, he stood out like a sore thumb. He looked like a little mini, you know, Susie Sue. You know, like a pink leather jacket on, black hair, you know, spiked all over the place. And and
3: spiked. what kind of stuff was he playing at that point? Well, they, was they were it metal. covers. They were metal. Oh, is he on? Is he straddling a metal band?
5: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, Shire was a metal band. They were like Saxon or something, you know. Covers or original? Originals, all okay. originals. Yeah, we were people here. We play. You know, you did originals. Here. So you,
3: so he, you guys come
5: <clears throat> together and do a band. Yeah, So well, no. At that point, you know, he's playing in Shire, and then we became friends, and then Mike Jagos started singing for what became L.A. Guns, and then eventually somehow Izzy needed somewhere to stay, so he moved into my mom's place in the dining room he had this really cool little like he had it set up really cool and then that's when the brainstorming started you know he was you know he he was going to get axel to come out to la and he did and they had hollywood rose so
3: was he telling you at that point i got this friend in indiana that wants to move out here and he was telling you about
5: axel well he just said you know at that You know, you got to remember, you know, everybody listening, you weren't there. So it's going to be hard to fathom this. But, you know, Izzy was like, yeah, you know, this guy, he's really moldable. You know, he's got, he can really sing. He just needs some direction, you know, and stuff like that. And he came out and they put Hollywood Rose together. And, uh, and Axel was really good. And he was innocent, you know I mean? He was innocent to Hollywood, you know what I mean? Or, or, you know, he's just a really nice guy basically. And, um... And as time went on, um, you know, you learn things. But, you know, the thing about Izzy and axel they were really responsible people. You know, they they had jobs. And when Izzy didn't have a job, he would make jewelry and sell it on Melrose. You know, like really smart. You know, I mean, he, he, he didn't want to be in the street with no money. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Axel ended up managing Tower Video. You know, I mean, I mean these guys, they're smart guys, you know. Um, and then Izzy joined London and Hollywood Rose fell apart. And uh, then we lost our singer in LA Guns, Mike Jagos, and I just, hey Axel, do you want to sing for LA Guns? You know, and he's like, like yes, you know, I gotta sing, you know. So uh, we did that for a while, like almost a year before we changed it to Guns and Roses. And what had happened was we had done LA Guns and London had done a show together, and some really stupid crap went down. It's not even worth mentioning because it's hearsay. Um, but Izzy quit. He's like, he's like, you know, no, he was in,
3: Izzy was in London. Was
5: Nikki six in London at that time? No, no, no. Nick, Nikki six was in London when I was like 12. Okay. You know, I mean, this this a, there's a, you got to separate the, the times. Okay. Um, Nader was singing for London when Izzy joined. Okay. And when he left. And so Axel got in a fight with, not a fight, but an argument with our manager and, our manager fired Axel, but we all lived together, so it was like really like weird. So that same night he got fired, we started Guns N' Roses, and I called Izzy the next day and said, "Hey, we're going to start this new band called Guns N' Roses. Do you want in?" And he's like, "Yeah." And that's that's it's as simple as that. No ca- no cocaine involved. What what was the
3: the name was just putting the, your name and Axel's last that name was together. It, yeah. That was the idea. Well, the
5: original idea was like before we decided to just start a new band, um, Axel said. Well, I mean we could still write songs and record and 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 I go yeah I mean cuz we had an independent EP that was about to come out so we knew how to record we knew how to how to have you know put something out on our own so the, the you know so 5 minutes before the band was the new band was Guns N Roses our record label was Guns N Roses so it's kind of like this you know very quick evolution of ideas that that happened and as soon as uh Izzy committed to it the next day. We were really excited about it. And and uh the rest, as they say, is history. But where
3: does it go from there? Does it wh- how long did that last before it whatever happened happened?
5: Um God, it's so hard a to year? say. Yeah, like a year. Under a year, nine months, you know, ten months.
3: A year of a band with you, Axel, Izzy, and who
5: else was in it? Well, it started with, with Rob Gardner was the drummer because he was the LA Guns drummer and Oli Bike from, from uh Merciful Fate. Uh, was our bass player. I think Oli left first because he didn't want to be in a glam band. And Rob left because his girlfriend gave him an ultimatum. So the first person in, Rob left first because, uh, uh, man, I don't remember. No, Oli left first. Duff was the first guy to come in from the outside. And then Adler came in. That was an odd thing because he was in Hollywood Rose. And Izzy just didn't want to work with him, you know, and, with Steven. Yeah, with Steven. And Axel was like, Who cares? He he's a drummer. We need a drummer. We have a show, you know, and then and I had actually grown up with, with uh with Steven, you know? And I was just kinda of leery, you know, is he just gonna make trouble? And and he didn't. You know, and he played really well when he came to the audition. You know, I was like, "Wow, you can really play." You know what I mean, kind of. And uh, but Duff was like, when Duff came in, Duff was a serious musician. He he wasn't his image. You know, his image was you know Johnny Thunder's uh, sloppy rock guy. But man, you know, he, he had a chorus pedal. You know, he was playing Getty Lee stuff. You know, in a cover band at the wow. time. You know, so I was really excited about that. Like, oh, my God, this guy is like a real musician. Yes, this is going to be fantastic. And then when we got Adler, so we did, like, two gigs with Oli and Rob, and then I probably did eight more gigs with the new guys. The new guys. That was, like, 33 years ago, but yeah.
3: Right, right. And then um, it sounds like then... The only change the change that happened was you were what eventually replaced by slash yeah by slash yeah so what happened there did you leave were
5: you booted what what was did you see that coming what what went on it was it got really uncomfortable you know um as we we got a lot of attention really quick when that chemistry came together and that band started playing um and our circle of friends you know were were very they hung on, you know what I mean? They were around all the time. So it was like very difficult to, you know, have 10 minutes of silence or, you know, get a full night's sleep or have a band meeting without, you know, six friends being there. Like, no, what you guys need to do. It's like, it's like put your cocaine away, go in the bathroom and shut, you know, shut up. And what had happened when I did leave finally, um, Axel was hanging out with with somebody I went to high school with actually, or junior high school and had disappeared uh, for like a week. And when he, the next time I saw him was at sound check at my second to last show. And he just started dictating to everybody, you know, like, and he was angry and, and, you know, it's like, it's like, whoa, who's this guy? You know, I don't know this guy, Mm. you know, and we had been living together for almost a year. And so the, And it sucked because that show was absolutely packed to the gills. It was this place called the Timbers Club in Glendora. And the band was on fire, you know. But me and Izzy were just, like, looking at each other from across the stage, like, you know, "Ah, this is weird, you know. Like, we weren't, all of a sudden, we weren't connected to, to Axel, You know, like, he had taken over his space and was really talking a lot. And we weren't playing a lot that night. And then the next night was at the Waters Club in San Pedro. And he was real late. That was the first time he was ever late to anything. And uh, we were all awkward and uncomfortable already. You know, we were just like, like, oh, you know, is he going to show up? Like, what is going on? You know? And the show was fine. <clears throat> and then uh, Duff drove me home. Duff's girlfriend, Katarina, drove us home. And I told Stuff on the way home. I, I, I'm like, is this cool? Like, he's like, yeah. Do you see all the people? I go, no. I mean, you know, like, like what's going on here? And he goes, he goes, yeah, I know, Axel. You know, he goes, well, you know, that's why we're a band, and then we have a singer. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but he's like my best friend, and I haven't talked to him in like eight days. So he got you real know. distant on you. He got distant from everything. Like, you know, he just was like newfound power mm. you know like some you know
3: because the band and he was getting attention oh yeah
5: a lot of attention
3: so it kind of went to his head
5: i mean i you know whatever whatever, whatever caused it yeah, yeah yeah and you know i was 19 you know i <clears throat> i'm not sure if i even had my braces off yet you know i i got my braces off my teeth somewhere when i while i was in guns and roses you know i mean that's how young i was wow and it, i i was just really uncomfortable and i was just like nah I'll go back and do L.A. Guns. I'll figure this out. And that was that.
3: And where did you meet Phil? Phil Lewis then, because I knew Phil from Girl. Yeah, me know, too. Because I was a fan of those two Girl records, and I knew I knew that band before L.A. Guns even came out as a, as a rock fan. So oh, yeah. So, but they weren't successful records in America. The Girl records. Well, really. they were to me. Well, because we like them but we, we were rocky you know, but so, yeah. But they weren't commercially successful. And but- again,
5: that was Izzy. You know, when we were living together, he's like, Hey, you gotta listen to this, you know, and he had the share greed on vinyl. And I loved Hollywood tees immediately. You know, I was like, Wow, this band is insane and then see the cool thing about Izzy is he liked um you know, the Rolling Stones, as much as he liked Except, So in his music collection, you know, he had everything from Tigers of Pantang, the Hanoi Rocks, to Japan, Stones, Rose Tattoo, you know, a bigger mix. Well, at that time, I was listening to Wasp, Too Fast for Love, any, you know, it couldn't get heavy enough for me. You know, I just wanted heavy, heavy, heavy. Mm-hmm. Um So it was a really good balance of music. And he turned me on to Phil. And when... uh. We had a problem with a singer when, when I when I reformed L.A. Guns immediately after uh, Guns and Roses um, It was patchwork. You know, it's like, OK, well, that guy can sing sort of. OK, let's do this because I didn't want to lose momentum, you know, that I had. Uh, but it didn't work out with that guy. <clears throat> and, and we had a, a British manager, Alan Jones, and he goes, you know, we were just about to sign our deal, you know, and, and we got rid of this guy. And uh, he goes, "Who do you want to sing? Like, if you could have anybody in the world." And my first thing was like, "Do you know who Phil Lewis is from Girl? You know?" And he goes, "I do. I- I'm friends with him." Mm. I'm like, "I want him." You know, I was. It was Phil years. in England at the time. He was in England. Yeah, he was just. I want to say he was playing with Bernie, but I'm not Bernie th- Torme. Yeah, but I think I think it had ended. Maybe I don't think he was really doing much of anything, and it was perfect timing. And he came out with a suitcase, and we met at the Cat and the Fiddle on Sunset. I know where it is now. And his audition was the next day, and he said two words into the microphone, and I said, that'll do. And here we are 30-something years later, <laughs> you know, and I'm still going, that'll do. <laughs>
3: wow. That's amazing. And, you know— Seventy seven lineups later. You know? oh, yeah. Yeah. And amazing, unbelievable ups and downs oh, and yeah. ins and outs, yeah. and the the family tree and bell curve of LA Guns yeah. ever since is
5: Well, I mean, are bands really supposed to last this long? Yeah, I mean the Stones and ACDC, okay. <laughs> Who else? You know what I mean? It's like it's it's uh it's a it's a weird thing, you know. But you know, Phil and I in reality we didn't ever have an issue with each other. We had a lot of people, not just one specific person. We had people pulling us apart, you know, uh, from one side to the other. But, you know, the bottom line when we rehearsed for our very first, not reunion show, but the first time we played together again, when we went into rehearsal for this Vegas thing we did, it was so obvious that the sound of my guitar and the sound of his voice with the songs we write together. That is L.A. Guns. There's, there, there's, you know, people could go out and play the songs and they could do a great job at it. But I just watched a video of Phil singing "Crystallized" from like a week ago. My God, that guy can sing. You yeah, know he's I mean? amazing still. And yeah, nobody I, sounds like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you know his voice instantly, and oh, I always—that's what I yeah. well, going back to girl. I mean, that was one of the things that really appealed me to me about the band was the guy had such a cool voice, and he still—I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for being the singer that he still is even now, every night, yeah. night in and night out. I mean, he sings sings so well; it's incredible. He does—he
5: does, you know. And and the thing that people don't really understand about him either is he takes care of his voice. You know, he does he's been doing the same warm up tape since cocked and loaded. Oh wow! You know, every night it works for him. He goes out there, he delivers. And I think um, because of a lot of things in his life that have happened in the last 30 years, which, you know, personal things and stuff like that, you know, I think he doesn't give himself enough credit mm. for, you know, uh, how unique he is. How, how, you know, there's nobody else like him, you know, and that's, and that's really what defines, you know, if you hear something coming on the radio, it's Phil's voice, you know, more so than my guitar playing. It just so happens that the songs that we write together and the sound of my guitar playing with his voice, that's LA Guns. Yeah. You know, it's so obvious. And, oh. and it wasn't obvious to me for years. Right. Until we got back together. Right. And I was like, whoa, you know, right. You know, when that smelly little chick was singing these songs, man, it did not sound like this. You know right. what I mean? Right. Right. Um,
3: one more thing on the past. Do you have any relationship still with Izzy? Do you still talk to Izzy
5: Stradlin? I saw Izzy. There was like some weird show at the key club, like 10 years ago, maybe that Ricky Rackman put together. It was like a guns and roses thing. And I saw Izzy that night and we talked for a minute and it was, it was very nice. And, uh, that might have been the last time I talked to Slash. So it's a long too. time ago, ten years. Yeah, it's ago. been ten years. Yeah, I mean, I haven't talked to any. I haven't even talked to Gilby in ten years.
3: And what about and not? Needless to say, then it sounds like not Axel.
5: I haven't talked to Axel since nineteen eighty nine. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: It's amazing that you could have like live with these guys and have this mm-hmm. sort of history, and then everybody well, just drifts and.
5: Well, I, think about it this way: you know, a bunch of people come together in a strange place and create something amazing. And then, but you don't really know each other. You know, you know each other intensely. for. It's kind of like like a, a whirlwind relationship with a woman, you know, a man and a woman. You have this great time. You do an amazing thing. And then something goes fatally wrong. Well, you're not really going to call that chick back. Right, I mean? right, right, it's right, like, right. It's that kind of thing. But I'm super proud of it. And um, I've always supported Guns N' Roses. You know what I mean? They... It went way beyond. Well, I was going to ask you, did Appetite surprise you? It did not surprise me. The success
3: of it no. and the, out of the box, it did not surprise you?
5: I got the, the cassette, the advanced cassette, the minute the mixes were done. It was delivered to the Village Studio for me um, immediately when we were recording the first L.A. Guns record, and I went in by myself into Studio A at the Village, and I listened to the whole thing, and... I was laughing the whole, just like, whole, this is insane. And so I, I went into into the studio where all the guys were. I go, Hey man, you got to come listen to this record. Now we're in the middle of recording our record. I go, you got to hear this record. And they came in and particularly Kelly and Mick were just like, it's okay. It's, it's all right. You know, you're just because it was your band. And I was like, no, listen to the double vocals on. It's so easy. That, is amazing. I remember it like it was yesterday. And um, I knew the first time I heard it. I, I knew, I was, you know. Is there
3: anything on Appetite that you had anything to do with?
5: There's a lot that I had stuff to do with, but there's nothing that I brought in fresh. There's nothing like I didn't bring in, uh, like let's say uh, Think About You or, uh, God, I can't remember the track list anymore. But there's like four or five that I played live and, help put together you know during rehearsal you know arranging adding little parts here and there stuff like that um what's that My way? anything goes you know i'm just trying to remember so there were song. early versions of those songs yeah. that you were playing in yeah the izzy, izzy actually has cassette tapes of them i mean he did i don't know if he still does but he, he he has all that stuff i always wanted to get that stuff but uh I fear that it's it's lost forever. But yeah, I mean the the songs were always great from day one. You mm. know, from day one, to, even when uh, when Axel was in LA Guns, we had some songs that none of us ended up using. That like we had one called Bloodshot Eyes. Man, this song is so cool. Um, we always just we knew that you had to have great songs. You know that it's one thing to be a great band. It's another thing to be a great band with great songs. Right. And uh, everybody always understood that. And, and, you know, that's the that's the key to longevity is, is you know, having songs that people still want to sing now. Right. I mean, you know, look at the success of Guns N' Roses really quick without hogging up too much time. You know, they did a couple records a long time ago, a very long time ago, that are so important that they can go and fill stadiums yeah. now. Yeah. You know, I mean, that... That's some foresight. You know, I mean, you know, at that time when we were all I wasn't even twenty yet, you know, and Axel and Izzy are in their early twenties, you know, and Duff too, you know, putting this stuff down onto tape, it's so legit. It's so real. I mean, that is such a time capsule for any budding artist because number one, you take you take zero advice. You know what I mean? Like, you know, advice is useless when you're that age. You know, you're still, you're an old rebellious teen. Right. You know what I mean? And you see the reaction in the audience of people's faces, you know, when you're, especially for a rock band, you know, because the the, the goal is to get people singing and headbanging, even in Guns N' Roses, you know, which doesn't seem that heavy now. But at the time it was, we were a heavy band and you got to go with your gut. And that's what Guns N' Roses always maintained I felt even though I don't like the Use Your illusions records that much you know Axel was still Axel, you know and he was still bringing it and and that was the key is like not taking advice you know and the Stones never you know Mick Jagger never took any advice right you know what I mean and these are the biggest bands in the world and so if you trust your instinct as as a rocker and what people like you just stick to it. You do it. I mean, it's too late now. I feel sorry for bands that wanna really be rock man. I mean, other than the struts are pretty great, but you know, there's not a lot of opportunity or attention span, you know, to create these lifestyle rock and roll bands. Mm. You know, it's tough.
3: Tracy Guns is here. The new uh, L.A. Guns album, The Devil You Know, is out there right now. They've got some more dates coming up we'll talk about in a second, including one September 13th at the IDL in Tulsa with our good buddy Doug Burgess and his crew, and uh, I'll be out there hosting Mm -hmm. that as I do for all the
5: IDL shows. Looking forward to that. Before we go, I I have to tell you something. Yeah, There is a reason why vinyl sounds better than digital music, but we can talk about that later. Well, it's scientific. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: <laughs> you I, I wrote take, you. You want to take the last half hour of the no, show? No, up I with wrote that?
5: you when you came out and d- didn't understand, and I wrote to you and I told you why. You wrote, but what, I don't. You know sent me it, an email? No, no, on Twitter. But I don't know if you had time. Well, I don't know if I right saw the, it. Si- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, scientific. It's not. It's not. I don't deny that. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh. It's not an opinion. Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, uh, Ace and Tracy are here ace oh, you are you are he- now what how long have you been in LA guns now how long is it not even a year right ten, about, about a 10 months year. yeah maybe yeah. about a year and yeah, I guess the, technically how's the whole gig been for you so far
2: <laughs> been enjoying it easy yeah i love it it's like you know
3: trace did he did he did he gel immediately did it work for you well well
5: we we knew when we got back together we wanted ace um but Tammy's a really good friend of mine and In my opinion, um, Ace in Pastor Pussycat, he was the most focused player. He was the most excited to be there. You know, he provided a lot of energy for Pastor Pussycat, and I just wasn't willing to go there. And I really wanted to keep Michael Grant in the band at the time because that's who Phil had been playing with, and it seemed like people really liked Michael, you know, so I was like, okay. And then the time had come, and... Scotty, our manager, he's like, he's like, uh, you know, maybe it's time, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, maybe let go. You know, I know Tammy's your friend, but you know, I think Ace would really do it. And I go, yeah, I know, I'll do it. And he you know, come on, you know, it's time. You know, and I and I said, all right. And then here it is. I mean, we, we we always knew that that Ace was. The right guy.
3: So, is your what is your status in Faster Pussycat? Are you technically still in the band or not? Because they're touring right now. Yeah, are no, touring they're now. as we
2: speak. They're no, touring. technically, I'm still in the band. I just uh I told Tammy, it's kind of complicated. I told Tammy about six months ago. I said because there's there's things I do outside of just being in in a band, you know, uh, full time. Uh, you know, I do voiceover and a couple other things that are not music related. And I told him, I said, man, there's some stuff coming up. I'm not going to be able to do you know, and maybe we should discuss maybe getting a sub. And, uh, he's like, Oh, you know, okay. I don't think he was stoked on it. I mean, I don't want there to be any sort of public opinion that I quit faster pussycat to be in LA guns. Cause a, I didn't quit faster pussycat and B it didn't go down like that. As a matter of fact, several times Scotty who manages LA guns and a couple of bands had contacted me saying, you know, Hey, there's some member shifting in a position, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, uh, schedule wise, and you know, personal reasons and whatever, I can't do it, you know. And when you guys got, um, Monaco, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I <laughs> couldn't remember Monica. his name. Johnny John Monica
3: was, I saw him play yeah, with you guys, though. Yeah. Showing oh, he's also. a shredder, he's yeah. a great yeah. guitar Amazing. player
2: and a uh, funny guy, but just it just didn't work out. And the timing at that moment, um, I had some several months off and I was going through a breakup and was just ready to get back out on the road. And it was sort of for me personally, I took it as like, you know. If it works out, it works out. And, you know, I know all these guys. I've known Johnny Martin for 15 years. You know, we actually figured it out. We met when I was like 20, 21. And, uh, and I, you know, I've known you and and Phil for yeah. maybe nine, 10 years. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I went out there, you know, s- tried on, you know, <laughs> and I had a blast. And, you know, this guy's become one of my best friends. And everyone's super sweet. And, and it's easy. It's an easy gig. You know, I have fun. Um, I I don't know. I feel like I'm really put on the spot here, but
3: uh, <laughs> well, no. I mean, uh, my
2: my boss is sitting right next to me. I better be nice. Well, not, but, not dad,
3: but not just <laughs>
2: dad. Yeah, kind of. But, but
3: you were like Tracy said. Yeah, you, with your role in Faster Pussycat, it, you know, obviously that's Tammy's thing, and we all we right. all know that. Yeah, but yeah. you you had a very prominent role in that band.
2: Yeah, I'm, and yeah, you
3: I know. you know you were you were a big part of that band, and you know and you 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 were great in the way you played in that i don't mean to talk about it past tense because i'm not really sure if it is past no, tense. no for, for me
2: it's not past tense that's kind of, i mean i i personally chose sam bam to uh who's subbing for pussycat right now um and it's interesting for me to see like the little sewing circles on the internet you know they're like well i heard and this and you know he you know he quit he got fired and but it's like all right and i wrote someone the other day who was kind of you know talking out of the side of their neck and i said you know how i know Cause I'm in the fucking band. That's how I know,
5: <laughs> right?
2: You know, and so unless unless Tammy's made up some other decision that I'm unaware of, last I checked, I'm still, uh, uh if you will, a shareholder. I'm still a band member. I'm right. still in the band. I'm still on the website and all that stuff. You, after,
5: you still have the password to the social media, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, after ten years, Tammy told me, he goes, "You've been in my <laughs> band a decade, man." He goes, "I'm not firing you." He's like, "I'd never want you to quit," you know. So you, you'll always have. That's literally what he said. He said, "You'll always have a home as long as we're playing." So we'll see. You know, I mean, I'm sure I'll be back, you know, and i it's like there was one point where there was something I couldn't do or something. I think it didn't yep. end up happening, but I was like, I f- if I can't do it, you know, get, you know, Adam or something like that or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean but, we,
5: we have musicians. We're, we're not just a five piece band.
3: Ha- yeah, having but- been on the road now and been <laughs> in L.A. Guns as you've been for about just a shy of a year. Yeah. yeah. And many years in Faster Pussycat. Yeah. The difference is in, in touring with the two bands on the road uh don't be a dick no 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 i mean in terms of no i mean in terms of alcohol consumption oh, oh that's what well
2: I, you know it's funny ed i actually brought you a little gift oh, Jesus oh look Christ. at that wait 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 the camera. Okay, okay Yeah. so i brought you this this tiny little gift here oh my god Ace as a, a token of my affection
3: a, uh, airplane bottle size of jack daniels because of my history of doing a shot of jack with faster pussycat mid show which now when i do that i have to go around every uh, around tammy yeah he's got three years sober now toast tammy and then move around to the other guys i'm really
2: proud of him for that too by the way yeah Yeah, so enjoy that's uh thank you that's for old time's sake yeah but yeah this uh, is an easy chug
5: (laughs) there's a i mean the difference is liquid um, volume, right that's exactly what a volume will do
2: yeah just kind of oh yeah that's a
5: that's a value all
2: right uh you know there's a, obviously a musicianship factor you know what i mean i mean Tamy has his sound phil has his sound um but they're definitely two different animals uh you know with with pussycat i was the lead guitar player and i'm i'm an okay you know guitar player tracy on the other hand playing with tracy i mean you're you're tracy guns you're a fucking legend you know you know history aside as a player alone i mean you know, i've already learned a whole slew of stuff to add to my arsenal behind your back. You know, I'm at home, I'm like, ha, 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 ha stole this riff from you. But, you know. so it's what different, you're supposed to do. Right, right, right. So there's a different different vibe there. And then, you know, I mean, Pussycat is a party band. That's what you I know, mean. Yeah, we that's party. Going. Yeah, we, <laughs> right. we, we go until the wheels fall off, sometimes to some of our own detriment, you know. you know. Right. But uh, uh, Guns is still a sleazy rock band, but there isn't that sort of, I don't have to worry about someone blacking out during a gig or whatever you know, so i'll kind of leave it at that but i mean they're very much uh the same but very much different yeah you know yeah. different different levels and i'm happy to be a part of, of both of them now it's it's definitely been an honor and it's it's an honor for me to play with this guy and it's been an honor for me to play with Tammy. i fucking love that guy yeah you know for I, 10 I, years I love too. Yeah. yeah we all love
3: he yeah, was here when last month he yeah. was here mm-hmm. in the studio with me just before the tour started i had him on just like you know same slot as you guys so it was great catching up with him and i'm very happy for him that he has turned a corner and is completely yeah, sober too. and healthy because we need that guy around and yeah. he's we he's sharp man dance. he's he's on it man he's really really sharp and the tour resumes when when are the next dates coming up uh
5: so this month you know we just have like local shows we have like saint rock and and we're playing ramona california okay and, and, and
2: the coach house down in yeah, San Juan Carastrana. Yeah,
5: coach House. Like we got you know. But then but then we Kiefer leave show.
2: again.
4: Yeah, yeah,
5: we play with Tom Kiefer in yeah. Ohio. Oh nice. The Probably a good one. And then and then right after that we go back out for three weeks or two weeks or something. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Always
3: gonna be tour dates. Check online, see which ones are coming near you. I'll be at the one in Tulsa on September thirteenth at the IDL. And we'll grab a few calls for the guys, but Trace, you said you wanted to mention something yeah. new is coming, right? Oh, uh,
5: we're working on a Christmas E P Oh, nice. And we're going to do a, a really fun video for one of the tunes, uh, so we we'll have a little bit of L.A. Guns out there. And we just re-signed with Frontiers for two more full-length records, too. Cool. So. All right. More
3: music. Look forward to those uh, coming soon. Let's get Chad, who's in Houston, on the air with us, our first caller. What's going on, Chad?
1: Hey, Eddie. How you doing today? I'm great, man. What's going on? Good, good. Good. Hey, first, want to say thank you for the water bottle. Received it today. Appreciate that
3: oh did they send you one out awesome all right we well, can thank ed yeah, he probably it. processed that but
1: all right oh, oh. all right well and, and hello to tracy and ace how are you guys doing
5: good hey. Hey, hey nice to good, hear from
1: good, you good, yeah what's thanks, your question man. chad um, so real quick you guys are coming in september 12th um mm-hmm. to warehouse live so the date before idl ballroom we saw you guys back in 2008 you may not remember this it was Rock on the Bayou. It was a big festival Houston did. Uh, it was a three-day deal. Oh, I do remember. I like,
5: yeah, yeah. That- the hurricane was coming or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, re-
5: I, remember.
3: I remember that because I was supposed to go to that, and I was supposed to fly in the day that hurricane was going to hit. Mm-hmm and i talked to the promoter i'm like am i really flying into the eye of a hurricane to yeah. go to a rock festival that was a while ago uh, that
5: was 2010 yeah uh uh jagger's mom was still pregnant with jagger she was there and
3: that was you that was when there were
5: well, it was me and and jizzy
3: yeah i was that was going to say I that believe one of the versions of la guns that was yeah. not with phil for you at that time Exactly. right okay
1: so yeah. chad what was your so question look, so just real quick guys i'm looking forward to seeing you guys i haven't seen you in years uh ace I hit you up on Twitter. If you guys need a good taco spot when you guys get to Houston, hit me up and I'll send you that way. And then Tracy Tacos. Yeah,
2: we love tacos.
1: (laughs) Who doesn't, Tracy, if you Uh, need weed, (laughs) I know a good weed shop.
5: (laughs) (laughs) They're on every corner here in L.A.
1: Yeah. What's that? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tracy, real quick, started listening to the Cat House Hollywood podcast with you and Ricky, and I love the Mm -hmm. organic conversation you guys have. Eddie, I'll see you August 17th at Warehouse Live for Tom Kiefer, man. Take care, guys, and thank you for taking my call. All right, Chad. Thank Thanks you very Chad
3: much. Very cool. Yeah, I had Ricky on to promote his podcast. He seems to be doing well with it. He seems to really be into it, yeah, so that's good is. Good for him.
5: Hi, Ricky. Hi, hey, Rick. Ricky. We love you, Ricky. We John
3: you. in upstate New York. What's going on, John?
1: Hey, Eddie, Ace, and Mr. Guns. How you doing? Um, good. How are you? I got man? a really interesting question for you, Mr. Guns. I love that name. It's a great okay. name. <laughs> um you when you played at the um, Rock the Vault in Vegas and you played mm-hmm. with Howard Leese and yes. you played with Mr. Shortino, the Rock Vault. Raiding the, the Rock Vault. Right, yeah. and Mr. Yeah, Shortino go, yeah. and Robin McCauley, that was an yeah. awesome group. I mean you guys had a lot of fun. Were you the first of the incarnation of that Yeah.
5: Or yeah. I yeah, I I did uh we did first we did a like a a pilot show in LA at this place called the Mayan theater and uh, to try to get it picked up in Vegas. And, uh, and I didn't know that was the intention. I thought we were just doing something cool. And then all of a sudden I got a call uh, right around Christmas uh, before we started in Vegas that, Hey, we got picked up in Vegas at the LVH. You want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was that.
1: No, I I enjoyed that a lot.
5: It's as really great really I had a really good time doing that.
3: And it's still going. I was just in going, Vegas yeah. and it's still going with various different people in and out. I think Howard Leese is still there. Yeah, he How, still does it. Howard's still doing it and uh it's still at the at vinyl in the hard rock which unfortunately that venue is going away mm-hmm. because the hard rock in Vegas is going to change to a virgin hotel they're going to close right. for like 8 months and yeah. I, I was told the big venue staying but the small yeah. venue vinyl is yeah. going to be changed over to something else mm-hmm. hey before we run out of time somebody emailed me and wanted me to ask you about your time when you did contraband yeah now what's interesting is you, and i i often forget about this myself mm-hmm. You and I are huge Michael Schenker oh, yeah. UFO fans. Yeah. How surreal was it for you to have been in a band with Michael Schenker? It was
5: unbelievable, man. We were on tour. I would just stare at
4: him. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, like, you know, he's a quiet there guy. There was one
5: show. I don't remember where we were, but it was
3: a festival, and he was playing, and you were playing, yeah. and me and you were just crouched. There's a photo of it. Yeah, photo in the of wings music, of the yeah. stage, me and Tracy just crouched like like fanboys on our knees looking oh, up at Michael with the V.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the most important thing, for me when we did that project was that I couldn't, I did not want to play metal against Michael Shanker. You know what I mean? Like the songs were not metal, but I knew that Michael was going to play Michael stop! You know, Michael is Michael, you know, and I didn't want to do any fast legato runs. I didn't want to do anything that, that I learned or stole from him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was very nervous, you know? And so I got a Fender Strat and a Fender Baseman amp and maybe a distortion pedal on a Wawa. And, and that was me and contraband. I just, yeah, I'm still in awe of that. Every time I run into Michael only talk, I am just like, <laughs> you know, he's, He's Michael Shanker, man. Yeah,
3: you know? yeah he is. Um, I, and I want to give you an opportunity to say anything you want about this, only because you're very vocal about it on mm-hmm. social media. If people follow yeah. you on Twitter, but everyone knows you're, you know, the band, and you guys are not thrilled that now Stephen Riley's doing another LA Guns and has done some shows. It's, and the reason why I bring it up is because you, you do, you know, you you hit it on social media. You will oh, respond yeah. to people and all that. So on radio, is there anything you want to say
5: now? It's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing for us it's embarrassing for them. And we said it earlier, there's only one Phil Lewis, you know, and that is clearly the sound of the singer that sings these songs. You know what I mean? And I just saw a performance of them going on at six o'clock in the afternoon in the Las Vegas desert, you know, to try to put $300 in their pocket. You know, it's like, there's gotta be something better for you in your life. And to try to take on a persona of something you were involved with, you know, 25 years ago, while the band that has the only founding member... I'm the only founding member of LA Guns, okay? And the singer that sang that everybody saw on MTV, mm-hmm. and to this day is still in the videos, of when we were popular, you know? So, it's just... It's so low. It's so... Um, without shame it, it's uh, it's 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 yucky you know it's 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 the only way I can put it sure um, I made a really big mistake at some point when I was agoraphobic in 1994 you know yeah Riley if you feel like you got to go trademark the name to keep us safe you know and I and I even told him then I don't need to trademark my own name You know, I'm Tracy Guns. I am L.A. Guns. No, bro, we got to do it. You know, you never know when someone's going to try to steal it. Like he did. Right? You know, that's what this guy did. You know, I don't pull no punches. I don't have to be sorry for anything. It's my band. We are successful once again. And these are lizards picking up tiny scraps that we leave behind. And that means when we turn down a show in the desert, at six o'clock in the afternoon Mm -hmm. because we don't want to die from heat stroke. Steve Riley is going to be that guy that goes, yo, I got a piece of that name right there. I could do it and I could make the money. It's as simple as that. It it shows no backbone. It shows that his name is valueless as a solo artist. And same with Kel. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? You, you have that such low self-esteem. You can't go out and play music under your own merit and your own name. You know, I have no problem doing it. You know, I don't even have to use my own band's name to go and have a successful career as a musician. So it's just really embarrassing for everybody involved, you know, and that's what I don't like about it.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I wanted you to be able to address it because, like I said, you do talk about it online. So I do. you're on the radio uh, You'll lay it out how you want to lay right it out. That's out of the fire twenty R- piece. Ricky. Whoa, oh, oh, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, oh, Ricky. Yeah. It's hard to interrupt your conversation, but you're on the air now live, buddy.
1: <laughs> uh, geez, Morning. man, I'm at the McDonald's drive-thru. Sorry, dude. Um,
3: oh, hey, uh, uh, Get hey, me a <laughs> milkshake. Yeah,
5: can you get me a quarter pounder with, with cheese with bacon?
2: I, some I like French the fries, bacon, please. He's
3: in Maryland. A it large fry. pretty funky by the time it got to It's LA. already
5: funky yeah, when they give it It's got enough
2: preservatives in it. It'll last.
0: Yeah. Oh, my. you well,
5: She
1: had to have McDonald's, man. Anyway, guys, uh, Trace, man, it's great to talk to you, man. I'm excited about talking to you. Um, right it, on. Dude, it's, it's been uh, the last time I actually got to talk to you in person. Would have been Ricky, hold
3: on. We got 60 seconds before the show's going to end, so get your okay. question out because otherwise we're going to be done.
1: Tracy, do you remember playing a show at the Paragon in College Park, Maryland in 1988, right
5: after the album came out? I would love to tell you that I did. <laughs> I it's, dude, it's, I
1: barely yeah. remember it, but I can tell you my mother booked you guys to that show. Wow. Wow. And I got to meet you guys, and it was the first time i have ever oh, really? met any real like rock stars, man. So, um Oh, that I've must be a great memory, man.
5: Because of that. Oh, cool. that is special. All I, right, Ricky. I'm Thank, glad you got. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks
3: for the call, and keep that McDonald's hot for your daughter, please. <laughs> Get it home right away. Darren in California, real quick, one more quick one. Go ahead, Darren.
1: Hey, I understand you guys are playing at the Coach House in South Orange County pretty pretty soon. That's yes, right. Do you know what date that yeah. is? Yes, sir.
5: Uh, i, I want to go say to the, the website s- what's the official website uh my kids first day of school is the 6th of august but oh <laughs> what's the website for la guns uh, uh lagunsmusic.com. Okay, la guns okay i'll music do that eddie go there darren
3: you'll no, see I mean, all the dates ama- including the coach house state coach house
1: but the coach house is amazing it's a small venue i saw queen's yeah, it's right killer. there it's and room. Room. with jeff tate you guys are going to blow yeah. the freaking roof off that place
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We the played there a couple times last year, and, and it's loud. It's fun. Enjoy, Darren. Thanks, Guys, Darren.
1: Thank you. Thanks,
3: Good to see you. Everybody get the devil. You know it's a killer record. It, if, is killer if, record. If, yeah. it really is. <laughs> the, the title track is heavy. But as the well. best
5: song is, is is Going High. Just I want everybody to know that. Going High is the best song on the album. That's yeah. your favorite?
3: You. Yes. All right. Every, I got different favorites all the time, but I'll... Uh, That's
2: I like Loaded one. Bomb. That's my jam. Loaded Bomb. Uh, yeah. right. right. You're
3: wrong, man.
2: You're wrong. <laughs> yeah!
3: <laughs> Argue over what's greater on the new LA Guns Thanks record. for having us, LAgunsmusic.com. Hey, look for the dates. Ace, Tracy, thank you. Always good to see you. Well, my thanks to Tracy and Ace for the conversation and coming by. The interview you just heard was done in my SiriusXM LA studio a few weeks ago. Covered a lot of ground there, some real fascinating stuff. Check out the new LA Guns record, The Devil You Know. And if you're in Tulsa, come see all of us when we're at the IDL Ballroom on September 13th. Get your tickets now at Stubwire. Be sure to follow me on Twitter where I'm most up to the second with news info and updates at Eddie Trunk, Instagram at Eddie Trunk. And, of course, eddietrunk.com is my official online home. All of my appearances are right there on the homepage. So be sure to check it out and come out and see me if I'm headed your way, including a speaking engagement that's coming soon. And uh, check that out. That's uh, early September, and it's in New Hampshire, I think? Uh, New Bedford. New Bedford, Massachusetts at the Vault Music Hall. And that is like uh, early September. The date's on the homepage of com. Don't forget to also check out Trunk Fest on Access TV with new episodes every Sunday night, 9.30 Eastern Time. Replaying Wednesday is 9.30 Eastern Time as well. You guys have yourselves a great week. I'll see you next Thursday for another all new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. As usual, produced by Katie Irizari. Have a good week.
4: Here. I know a lot of you create your own podcasts and a lot of you already have one like me. I obviously love what I do. It's taken a lot of hard work to get to this point of success. You shouldn't have to pay fees for platform hosting, distribution, analytics, Or fees to create a podcast. You need to be able to focus on producing the best show possible. Now, Podcast One, that's a network I'm on, they have Launchpad Digital Media, or Launchpad DM for short. So it's free, includes unlimited hosting, full control of distribution. You have access to a full dashboard with analytics. Again, totally free. You own everything, by the way. You own your content, you own your subscribers, no tricky stuff there and you get your own show page on launchpaddm.com for people to listen to and subscribe to your show. It's the only hosting platform brought to you by the leading network, Podcast One. Podcast One will promote the site, drive people to discover your podcast, and if your show grows... You could even be invited to join Podcast One's all-star roster, which includes people like Adam Carolla, Caitlin Bristow, Shaq, Lady Gang, and of course, me, Jordan Harbinger. I'm there too. You also get access to their production and sales support. So with all this completely free, don't use other hosting platforms. Why would you need to? Learn more or sign up now at launchpaddm.com. And don't forget to check out the Jordan Harbinger Show.